Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I'm amazed at the different ones that have approached me that are uh, fasting and praying. Do you know we even have uh, little kindergarten children here in our church that are praying and fasting? Hey, come on now. Don't tell me you can't sacrifice something to draw closer to the Lord. I mean, come on, they're giving up chocolate, milk, and sodas. Hallelujah. To draw near to the Lord. And there's so many more that are, that are seeking God through this prayer and fast. As for me and my house, we're going to pray and we're going to fast. And then Pastor John did such an excellent job last Sunday declaring that it's for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I appreciate his encouragement to the church that we all have giftings that we need to make sure that we're using as we labor in the local church. And I appreciate the opportunities that he shared for, for people to get involved where they can serve the Lord and be used by God. I hope, you're, I hope you're connected in this church and serving the Lord some capacity in some way. But today, I feel like the Lord would want us to declare that as for me and my house, we're going to live in God's Word. As for me and my house, we're going to live in God's Word. Yes, we're going to pray and fast, and yes, we're going to serve the Lord, but as for me and my house, we're going to live in God's Word. We're going to live in God's Word. So open your Bibles to 2 Timothy. Have your Bible, <clears throat> a device. You need to pull it out and read it. Make sure I'm not shooting you to jive up here. Come on, I'm preaching the truth. So 2 Timothy... Don't just take it in. You need to be ready to look it up yourself. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 through 17. Let me just kind of quickly put it into context. This is the Apostle Paul, and he's talking to his young son in the faith, Timothy. And he's really talking to the church. You could put your name in there. But he's talking to Timothy, and he's, he's reminding Timothy, Timothy, you, you are a man of God, you're a follower of Jesus Christ, and you need to live in the Word. You need to live in the Word. Look to your neighbor and say, you need to live in the Word. You need to live in the Word. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is, what, this is what Paul told Timothy. Remember what I said to you one time about Bible study? When you're reading the Bible, you see the word you you can insert your name there. But as for you, Jeff Dale, my brother, my sister, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, listen to this, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed, and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Apostle Paul is reminding young Timothy, the church, 
that you need to live in the word of God. You need to live in the word of God. Now, if you go back up to the very first verse, he says, but as for you, continue in. Continue in. If you were to, if you were to look that, uh, those two words there, continue in, you'll see that it means like to, to abide. It means to dwell. Like, you know, let the, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In other words, you could, you could say uh, that one definition I saw says to live in. Uh, but as for you, you need to live in the word of God, Timothy. So that phrase can continue in means to live in. And church, listen to me this morning. We need to live in the word of God every day. Hello? We need to live in the word of God every day. And the reason we need to live in the word of God is so we can live out the word of God. How are you going to live out the word of God if you're not living in the word of God? So God, help us to live in the word so we can live out the word. I had somebody say to me one time, I just can't never uh, remember what I'm reading in the Bible. I can't memorize scripture. Let me tell you one of the greatest ways to memorize scripture. You ready? Write it down now. Here it goes. This is a big nugget right here. Just open your Bible and read it and then live it out. And if you'll live it out, you'll begin to memorize it. So just live it out. And we need to live in the word so we can live out the word. And like I said earlier, we listen, I know we need to pray, we need to fast, we need to serve in our local church, but the one thing that we need to do more than ever, I believe in the day that we live in, is we need to live in God's word. We need to live in the word of God because the word of God is our one authority, it's our, it's our moral compass. The great evangelist, Dr. Billy Graham, listen to what he said about the word of God. I quote him here. He says, wherever the word of God is hidden or ignored, there will be certain destruction. Let me read it again. Wherever the word of God is hidden or ignored, there will be certain destruction. And come on, church. We see that happening right now in this nation that we live in. We have ignored the word of God, and we see destruction happening right before our very eyes. We see the destruction of marriage. You know why? Because they've ignored what God's word says about marriage. We, we see a destruction of, of um, not only marriage, but life and, and gender and the innocence of children because people have ignored the word of God. They've hidden the word of God. They've ignored the word of God. And we see the destruction happening right now in our nation. Now, you may not agree with me, but I'm preaching the truth. We have, we, have ignored, we have ignored the word of God. We've hidden it. We've put it somewhere aside. We've ignored it. And now we see the results and the destruction that has taken place in this land. And sadly, the American church is ignoring the word of God. I read this study done recently by church expert Ed Stetzer. Some of you may know him. But through Lifeway Research, he did a survey on those that considered themselves churchgoers or Christians and listen to what he discovered about reading the word of God every day the survey showed the survey showed that only 19% of Christians read their Bibles every day only 19% of Christians read their Bibles every day how sad that, you know what that means we have hidden the word we have ignored the word and that's why we see denominations that are, that are in destruction right now as they, as they put homosexuals leading the church as pastors. 
We see those things happening all around us right now, a destruction coming into this land, even in the church, because we have ignored the word of God. Lord, have mercy. And the problem is not that we don't have a Bible. I mean, we all have a Bible. I hope you brought your Bible with you to church this morning. Some of us have more than one Bible. We have Bible in every room in the house. Some of you got more Bibles than the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C. Hey, if you've never been there, you need to go there sometime. That's a, that's a wonderful place to visit, the Bible Museum in Washington, D.C. Or we might could just go to your house and look at all your Bibles. The problem is not that we don't have access to the Bible. The problem is, is we're not opening the Bible. The problem is we're not living in the Word of God. Listen to what Charles Spurgeon, great preacher from the past, said about this not reading our Bibles. He says, there's enough dust on some of your Bibles to write damnation with your fingers. God help us. God help us. As for me and my house, as for me and this house, we will live in the Word of God. We will live in the Word of God and we'll live in it daily. So as for me and my house, let me just take you through a few things here. As for me and my house, we're going to live in God's Word because it's inspired. It's inspired by God. Paul said there in verse 16, he says, All Scripture is God-breathed. That means that the Word of God is inspired. The Bible is not simply a book about God. It contains God. In fact, he's saying to us that, that the breath of God is embedded in his word. He, it's God-breathed. It's inspired. And because it's inspired of God and by God, it's inerrant. It's infallible. It's perfect to revive the soul. It's eternal. It's everlasting. God's word. And listen about this. If you look back in history and you study different things that have happened throughout history, you'll know there's been different groups. I mean, you can look at world leaders, you can look at atheists and agnostics. They've tried, to, they've tried to deny the Word of God. They've tried to distort the Word of God. They've tried to even destroy the Word of God. Listen, governments have disregarded the Word of God trying to be politically correct. Come on, we see that happening now in our government. And sadly, some churches have disregarded the Word of God and all in the name of tolerance. Churches, I mean, God help us. If, Lord, please help the church. That churches have, have watered down the Word of God in hopes to be more tolerant, to be more seeker-friendly. Friend, listen, we can't water down the Word of God. we got to preach the Word of God. Preach the word of God, not water down the water, uh, word of God. The truth is what sets you free. And there's been many attempts all through history to try to distort the word of God, to try to destroy the word of God. But guess what? The word of God is still standing. The word of God is still standing because the word of God is inspired, it's everlasting, it's infallible. God even said in his word that the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. The word of the Lord is standing because the word of God is everlasting. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 35, he said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. 
And I think about that. 19% of Christians are reading their Bible every day. That's sad. Jesus says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. His word is inspired. It's God-breathed. It's infallible. It's inerrant. It's perfect. It's powerful. It's living. And how it must grieve God that he's given us his word, inspired, everlasting word, and we seldom pick it up at all to read it. A.W. Tozer said, whatever keeps me from my Bible is my enemy, however harmless it may appear to me. Friend, listen, whatever's keeping you from reading your Bible every day, I'm just letting you know, that's your enemy. We, we need to live in God's Word because when we... Listen, it's not about just opening up and reading, trying to get a head knowledge of what you're reading. When, when you live in God's Word... And, and when you're living in God's word, you're really, you're really living in Jesus. Because Jesus is the word. John declared it about Jesus in John 1.1 1, 1, when he says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Revelation 19.13, John said again, that declaring about Jesus that he is the word. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of God. Friend, when you're, in, when you're living in the Word, you're living in Christ. You're living in Jesus. And He is the living Word. And we need to live in the Word of God so Christ can live in us and we can live in Him. Hallelujah. That's how your life is transformed. That's how your life, you hear what God would want you to do for a purpose in your life is spending time in the Word so you can live in Christ. Because the Word of God is inspired. It's God-breathed. As for me and my house, we're going to live in God's Word because it's unchangeable. It's unchangeable. If you ever hear anyone from this pulpit or any other pulpit to try to take away from the Word of God, you need to lace up your shoes and run real fast and get away. You hear me? If you ever hear someone say that the Word of God was meant for, well, you know what? The, the Word of God was meant for back then. Brother Dale, you need to come up with the times. If you ever hear anybody say that the Word of God was meant for back then and not for the times that we live in today, you need to lace up and get on the run. Because here's what they're doing. They're, 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 they're ignoring the Word. They're hiding the Word. They're, they're lying and trying to convince themselves and others that sin is okay and that evil is okay. And what they're doing is they're making themselves God and putting His Word, hiding it somewhere, trying to make themselves feel better about the sin that they live in. In the last days... In the last days, there's going to be people that are going to try to change the word. I mean, you see that happening now. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, if you were to keep reading, Paul tells Timothy, he says, you need to live in the word because there's, going to, there's a time that's going to come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they're going to gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They'll turn their, their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. In other words, they're going to try to change the Word of God so they can tickle your ears. And I want you to hear me, please. The Word of God is inspired and established by God, and it will never change. This world will change. 
Listen, the laws of this land are going to change. Seasons are going to change in your life. Your feelings are going to change about three or four times before you leave this building today. But God's word will never change. It will never change. And I'm warning anybody that it's serious business when we try to change the word of God because the Bible says we pronounce curses on them that try to take away or add to the word of God. It's serious business, friend. Don't, don't leave out something and don't try to add something to it to, to make you feel good about your sin. We need to live in the word of God because it will never change. And some of you are wondering why you've never changed. I wonder, could it be, are you part of the 19% that are not reading and living in the Word of God daily? You wonder why every test and every trial shakes you? Could it be that you're not living in God's Word? You wonder why you're walking in fear instead of faith? Could it be because you're not living in God's Word every day? I mean, come on, I'm not a rocket scientist. But how can, we expect to, how can we expect to grow spiritually and stand firm on the unchanging promises of God if we never open our Bible and read it? We need to live in God's Word because it's unchanging. If you're here this morning and you need God to do a change in you, you can go in His, His unchanging Word, and that unchanging Word will change you. It will change you if you'll let God work. Well, I want to hear the Lord speak to me. Well, then read your Bible out loud. You don't need, you don't need a, uh, a sign in a cloud. Just read it out loud, and that's God speaking to you. As for me and my house, we will live in God's Word because it's nourishment. What do you mean by that? Well, look what Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4. Jesus said, it is written, he was talking to the devil, he said, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. Listen, your, your physical life needs food. Believe me, it's reminding me of that the last week or so. Your physical life needs food. Your, your spiritual life needs food. And the food that your life needs spiritually is the word of God. It's the word of God. Because listen, without that food, we, listen, without food, you starve to death. No food, no nourishment, no nourishment, no growth, no growth. You wither and then you die. We become weak and we become withered because we're not living in God's word. And that's, listen, when you come, when you're the runt of the bunch, you're weak and you're withered. There's no nourishment in you. There's no strength in you. That's when Satan sees you. He comes and attacks you. And instead of you standing firm, he finds you weak from not nourishing on the word of God. And the results are that we give in to temptation. We fall back. We give up. And we go back into a life of sin. I mean, I could tell you... Man, I could give you hundreds of cases of sitting down with people and talking to them that have gone back into a lifestyle of sin uh, or that have been overcome by the enemy and now they're on a different path. And the very first thing you ask them, how's your time in the Word of God? Well, I'm not reading the Word of God. I've never met anybody who says, man, I'm in the Word of God every day and I'm smoking crack. And I could go on and on and on. We need to be strengthened. Well, you, I know what some of you are thinking right now. Look, I come to church every Sunday. 
I come to church every Sunday and I hear you preach once or twice a week. Most of it just once because you don't come on Wednesday nights. God, I'm being hard today. Lord, help me. Don't sound hard. But you know what? You're hearing the Word of God one or two times a week. That's not living in God's Word. You, you hearing me preach up here is not living in God's Word. We need, we need to spend time nourishing ourselves on the Word of God every day. And some of you are starving yourself spiritually. You're refusing to be nourished by the Word of God. And that's why you're going through every battle and just feel like you're about to give up when Satan comes. And you wonder, I, you know, I asked the question, and I know why. I Believe me, I know. We get busy things happen and we might miss a day here and there I understand things like that happen but make it a spiritual discipline in your life that you're reading the word of God every day make an appointment with God I can't be with you right now because I'm in an appointment and it's with the Lord so why are we not nourishing ourselves in the word of God daily we claim I know what a lot of you are going to say right now a survey says raise your hand if you just got a busy life raise your hand all right, you didn't raise your hand. You're all lying. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. We claim we're too busy, but we make time for everything else to do in the world. We say we're too busy, but we have time to live on social media for hours. Some of you, uh, I tell you what, let's do a, uh, I'm going to give you some homework. Start today and then next Sunday morning look at your screen time and tell me how many hours you've been on social media. We, listen. Lord, have mercy. Where's Pastor Kevin at? Has <laughs> he got my car running? We, we might would have revival break out if people would get off their cell phones. We might have revival. And I know, I know your Bible's there on your cell phone too. I get that. But you know, I, I can't read it like that because a text come in or email come in and you get distracted. I want to be alone without that phone. I want to have just a Bible where I can read it and talk to the Lord. He talked to me. I don't want anything to try to distract me. But we claim we're too busy because of our, uh, you know, we're on social media. But revival could break out if we would make time to nourish on the Word. You know what? Why don't, hey, I got a good idea this morning. Why don't we start treating our Bibles like their cell phones? Let's treat our Bibles like their cell phones. Here we go. What if you carried it around everywhere you went? Carried your Bible everywhere you went. What if you scrolled through it several times a day? What, or several times in 30 seconds? What if, you, hey, what if you turn back to get it if you forgot it? I mean, would you be desperate to get back if you lost your phone? I, I've seen people, they forget their phone, and they're knocking on the door about after service. When did you get I got my phone? But we got a ton of Bibles that's been left out there. They ain't never come back to get them. <laughs> Lord, help me, Jesus. It's just flowing good today, Lord. <laughs> what if we turned around to get our Bibles when we lost it? You, you know, let me tell you something. Last, not last Wednesday night, but the Wednesday night before, I preached a message in here, got in my car after the service, drove home, got ready to get out of my car to grab my Bible and realize my Bible won't with me. And I was like, man, I must have left my Bible at the church. And I got to thinking about that. I don't know where I left it because I remember carrying it out to the car. 
Anyway, I told Lisa, well, I sent a text message to the staff if any of them might still be here just to kind of be on the lookout. And I told Lisa, I said, you know what? And I had preached, and man, I was tired, and Carolina was getting ready to play. And, 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 but you know what? I was like, you know, I told Lisa, I said, I got to go back. I got to get my Bible. And I drove back, and I looked. Uh, there was a lady here, Miss Medea, was looking in the church, and she didn't find it. I went into the office next door, and I didn't find it. Um, and I, I remembered that it was a gift in my car. And right before I got relieved, I took the gift out, and I set my Bible on my car, and then I carried the gift in. And it dawned on me. So I started looking in the parking lot and I started looking out there in the grassy area and didn't find it. So I drove down out here on the main highway just to kind of look and see if it had fell off my car on the highway and nothing. And I got home and Lisa said, did you get your Bible? I said, no, I've, I've lost my Bible. And I think it was on the back of my car when I left church. Along with my notes that I had and a few other important papers. And so uh, I'm going to tell you, I felt pretty sick about losing my Bible and uh, went on to bed that night and a, a little after 10 o'clock I got a text message from Jason Lee I believe it was Jason that sent me that message and there was a young girl coming down the highway that Wednesday night that lives over here in this neighborhood and when she came down the highway she saw a Bible laying in the middle of the road opened and she saw it and she turned around and went back and picked it up and, and yeah hallelujah and she picked it up and carried it home. And I got my name in, uh, engraved here on the front of my Bible, which I got. Uh, I mean, if you opened it up, you would know it's my Bible. There's uh, crayon color marks in it and stuff like that. Uh, but I got my name on the front of it, and she, she reached out to Jason. And then the next morning, her dad brought the Bible back over here to the church for me. So I got my Bible back. And I even got my binder back with all my notes in it and some papers in it. I praise the Lord for that right there. Now, my Bible, I mean, it laid out there in the middle of the highway, and it looks perfectly fine, but my binder got mangled by a car. But I praise the Lord that I got my Bible. Maybe we treat our Bibles like a cell phone. Maybe we use it to receive messages. What if we treated it like if we lost it, we would be lost? What if we gave it to our kids as gifts? What if we used it when we were traveling? What if we used it when we had an emergency? If we treated our Bibles like cell phones, we would see ourselves growing spiritually is what I'm trying to tell you today. And some of us are starving spiritually because we haven't been nourishing ourselves on the Word of God. And that's why we have fear instead of faith. God is calling us to, to, to let go of the junk food of the news and the cell phone social media and to focus on, listen, as for me and this house, God, help us to live in the Word of God. Help us to live in the Word of God. We need more than ever to be living in the Word so we're not deceived by the enemy. Some of you are just being deceived and tricked and, and tormented by what the enemy's doing. If you would just spend time in the Word of God, you would be able to have victory over what the enemy's trying to lie to you. That Word would pull down them strongholds. You wouldn't believe the lies of the enemy. Let me tell you this last thing here before we pray. As for me and my house, we will live in God's word because it's living and powerful. Listen, it's living and powerful. Paul, well, most people believe Paul wrote it, but we'll say the writers of Hebrews, 
He says in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Listen, friend, the word of God has life and power. The, Bi the Bible is no ordinary book. That's why when, when I get alone with the Lord and I open up my Bible and begin to read it, that's why God can speak back to me and God can give me direction and God can give me wisdom and, and God encourages me through the word of the Lord because it's powerful and living. It's no ordinary book. When you open it up and read it, I don't know how many times I couldn't even count them after a service when the Word of God is being preached. How did, how did you know my business? Have you been reading my text message? Have you been reading my email? No, the Word of God has got a way of piercing you and exposing you because it's powerful and living. It has power to examine you, to expose you. The Word of God has power to transform you. The Word of God has power to revive you. The Word of God has power to give you wisdom. The Word of God has power to heal you, cleanse you, sanctify you, guide you, encourage you, and give you hope. Come on, church. As for me and my house, we're going to live in the Word of God. If my brother can come and play, and we're going to go ahead and move into a time of asking the Lord to make us the people of God that have a hunger and a desire for the word of God don't you want to live in God's word live in God's word you know I, I read a story about this guy who passes the church over 5,000 people in Seoul and he was asked about his prayer life, and, he, and they spend one day a week going to a certain mountain over there, and they pray for 24 hours. And he prays 24 hours. And then he was, he was interviewed and asked, well, tell me more about your, 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 uh, your word time in God's word. And he said, well, that's, that's, that's not quite as good as my prayer time. And he mentioned that he only reads the Bible once a month. And the guy interviewing him said, man, you pastor a church of 5,000 people and you only read the Bible once a month? He says, yeah. At the beginning of the month, I start in Genesis and then by the end of the month, I finish in Revelation. And the guy that was doing the interview is like, you, wait, wait a minute. You, you read the Bible, you start one month, and you start in Genesis, and you read all the way to Revelation in one month. And he said, yes, I know that's not good, but I'm trying to do better. And then he says, he looks to the guy doing it, he says, tell me, tell me what you do. And he says, well, I'm not the issue here. And, but we are the issue here. I was like, Lord... God, help us. Help us to live in the Word of God. How many of you just want a, a, a prayer that, God, give me a hunger for the Word of God. God, give me a desire for your Word. It's powerful. It's living. It's inspired. It's God-breathed. It's not a book about God. God is the book. He is the Word. And it's unchangeable. It's unchangeable. 
And some of you have come in this morning and you need something to change in your life. You need something to change in relationships. You need something to change maybe at work or most of all just in you spiritually. Friend, it starts by living in the Word of God. And that living in the Word comes from a love from the Word of God. I want to invite you all to stand with me, please. Here's what we're going to do. Just for the next few minutes, please, just obey the Lord. Just be patient with me, please. And what God wants to say and do. If you're here this morning, and, and, and first of all, you, you need, you know where you are right now in living in the Word of God. And you might be the 19% or you might be the exception. You might be like the pastor from Seoul. But maybe you're here this morning and you just want God to reignite a passion in you for the Word of God. You need that spiritual discipline in your life. And you want to live in the Word of God. Maybe you need God to change something in you. Maybe you need God to change something. The Word will never change. He can change you through it. Here's what I want you to do. If you have that desire, nothing would be pleasing the heart of God more than to see a church that is making a declaration that is for me and my house. We are going to live in the Word of God. So with that being said, if you're able and capable, and if you're not, I understand, I want you just to make your way out quickly and come to this altar, and let's pray for a fresh, fresh desire to be hungry for the Word of God. Come on. Everybody, just make room. As many people as you can to gather around, just make room, and just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. It's the me prayer. It's the me prayer. Don't pray for your husband. Don't pray for your wife. Don't pray for your children. It's the me prayer. God, give me a, a, a fresh desire and hunger and thirst for your word. God, do it in me. Do it in me as a pastor, God. God, I pray, Lord, that you will ignite a, a hunger and passion in this church. That is for me in this church. We will live in God's word. Oh, God, I pray. Every husband make a declaration today. As for me and my house, we're going to live in the Word of God. Every, every wife, every grandparent, every child, as for me and my house, we're going to live in the Word of God. We're going to live in the Word of God. It's inspired. It's God-breathed. It's infallible. It's inerrant. It's perfect to revive my soul. It's unchanging. It's the nourishment I need to help me to grow. It's powerful. It's living. It pierces the very heart. Come on, just begin to pray. Make it a me prayer. Lord, give me a desire to spend time in the Word of God. Give me that desire right now, God. Stir my heart right now, God. Ignite a fresh flame in me right now for the Word of God. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to take time each day, God, and set it aside, God, to be in your presence, God, to, to hear your voice through your Word. God, I thank you right now, God. God, do something powerful in me, God. Do a changing, transforming work in me as I, as I spend time in your word. God, help me not to hide it. Help me not to ignore it. God, I don't want to live a life of destruction. God, I want to live, God, your purpose, your plan. Help me not to become distracted or discouraged or to begin to doubt. God, it is for me and my house. 
for me, Jeff Dale, Jeff Dale. I, Lord, do it in me right now, God. God, I pray, Lord, there would be a, a new desire, a new hunger. Friend, maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is the Word. He can save you this morning. You just call out to Him. Put your faith in Christ right now. Put your faith in what He did for you on the cross. The Word declares, the Word declares, that for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Friend, Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent of your sins. Put your faith in Jesus Christ right now. And get in the Word of God. Get in Jesus. Let Him begin to sanctify you and transform you and fill you with His Holy Spirit.